yeah, my oldest brother support Man United and they tried to get us to support Man United, but we wasn't he wasn't having it. <laughs> but did they did they play football as well? No, so funny enough, all my brothers play basketball. Is it? Well, we all played football when we were younger, younger, and then it just got to a stage where I just kept excelling and I was really, really good. And they just kind of got to like a stage where it was just like a dead end. And oh, then, well, um, so you, you were just like, yeah, like, I, w- I always felt like... I was just really, yeah, extremely excelling. I was like a lot better than them. Is it? Yeah, by a far amount. And then, um, yeah, and then they kind of just kind of diverted off and they were better at basketball so they kind of stuck with basketball, basketball. and they, like they basketball. all like really into basketball and stuff whereas i'm the only one that actively plays football why well, they're like how how um are they all quite tall not really yeah everyone does i actually thought you were, i actually thought you were Nigerian. wait so how did you figure out that wasn't I, no 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 i start saying oh like when you're talking about some of the stuff like as a child or like caribbean sundays i was like oh okay but then, cause i just thought is it because of my name yeah because because yeah. Ten, yeah, tenny, yeah. tenny is like a um yeah, it's like yeah, a, like yeah. a no. It's funny it? because so my um, the the way it's set up is all of my family members have African names. Oh, so is like it? My little brother's Kofi because he was born on a Friday. Oh, swear down. Yeah, we we all have even like my middle name. Like it's it's all African, is it? but we're but both parents are from Caribbean. Yeah, because my thinking dad maybe like really dad loves from, um, um, he really loves like just like Black history, like African, okay. like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's why we've all got. African names. There's only one of my siblings who's got like a bit of an English name. His name's Tyrone, but that's because oh, okay. my sister named him. But everyone oh, right, else, my okay. dad named them. We all got African names. So, okay, so that's why it gets confusing because every time I say my name, they're like, "Oh, you know, you're from here." And I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm actually not. Okay. And same with my little brothers because I think Kofi's like a Ghanaian yeah, name. Yeah, Kofi's so a they, So they think, Ghanaian. yeah, oh, you're Ghanaian straight away, but fully Caribbean. Like how many times do you, like, as in when you were growing up in school, how many times do you have to explain? Oh, actually no, I'm not. Um, because every I, single I, I, I get it as I get it as well because people think what kind of what kind of Nigerian name is Jermaine? who what Nigerian is named Jermaine? I always I always get that as well. Like okay, and yeah, I was like, people yeah. always think and and in school I kind of ran with that. You know, a lot of us maybe did guilty like of the whole. Oh yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm Caribbean. I've got one parent. <laughs> I used to be like yeah, my my dad's from Kingston. That, <laughs> That, that, <laughs> that's the story I used to but it's like and, and for me I feel like it was kind of believable because oh yeah my name is Jermaine so yeah I kind of but even like now nah, people are like oh like, what kind of name what, why does why it call you Jermaine but I'm just like well I don't know I think my mum just wanted to be like, apparently no it was even my aunt that gave me the name oh apparently. man my aunt gave me the name so like that was because Jermaine it is an English name but it's not like yeah I was going to say it's English no well, not yeah. fully, but yeah, you know, yeah, 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 it's English. But I think people often don't really kind of because when you think of Nigerians and English names, you don't really think. I don't think Jermaine comes across comes no, to mind. No, it? like, not it's at just all. Maybe not like a, I don't know, like a Richard or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it's kind of English, but it's still kind of <laughs> Nigerian. But when you, I know when what you, you mean. Heard, when you hear Jermaine, I, I, I know what you mean. It's yeah. kind of like okay, like yeah, like what's what's yeah, you wouldn't really expect it was kind of gone in there but I think yes that that was kind of like the um I would say like the fun the fun thing kind of growing like through like childhood always having to no it's two things always having to explain my name and in school I used to do this thing where like the teacher will like because in school we had to obviously have to go out and give all your names so I always always used to preempt the teacher not calling me Jermaine and calling him my African name and I always knew, listen, they get, in my head, you're gonna butcher it. So just <laughs> when you get to that name, just it's Jermaine. Just it's Jermaine. Like, don't worry about, what about you see. that. And yeah, <laughs> I had I, a similar thing to that as well. Like, and I always think, oh well, it's not okay. Like, 
But I think, it, for me, when I was young, younger, I think it was more of, of a, um, I don't know, not, I won't say like a insecure thing, but there is sometimes, you know, like p- people used to run yeah, like jokes no, and I, no, I get it. all that that's, kind that's of stuff. That's what they do. Cause, so I'm, um, most of my friends don't know my full name. So they only know the last bit. So Tinny. So that's why you know I've been calling you Tenny, you know. So yeah, so some people pronounce it Tenny, and then I just pronounce it Tinny. But Tenny is actually the right way. Oh, so, okay, so I've okay, just so remixed okay, my whole name basically, oh, okay, so it's okay. easier for everyone to say. Because um, in school, the teachers used to get it wrong all the time. But and Tenny then, isn't that's not hard. Man. No, but my full name. So they used to get oh, my full is name it like wrong. Ten, tenny, no, my full name's Ass and Tenny. So the Tenny is the last bit. Oh, Tenny is the last bit. So my full name's oh. Ass and Tenny, and they used to just break it up or like just just get the whole thing wrong. And then it just have to be like, everyone will just, you know what kids are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Run okay, jokes yeah, yeah. and it's not really funny. And then after that, it's like, oh, but why is that your name? Because you're not, you're not African. So why do you have that name? Yeah. And then but I have I, to explain I, I, all I, of I, that. I that sounds more like, a, um, is it, what's the, what's, is that, what's the meaning? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I, I know like. I should probably actually check it out one day. I actually have no idea what, um, what my name means. Because my name, I'll tell you off air, but. My name, yeah, I, I always remember it means God. No, God is God is with me. And I feel like, you know, like, a lot of the time, most African names has a meaning. So, like, yeah. one is the whole, like, Kofi, maybe yeah, yeah. like, days of the, yeah. of the week. And some, like, because there's that, you know, like, there's different different tribes with different names in it. So, like, um, Yoruba, Yoruba people have certain names in it. So, like, maybe Ade, some Ade, or Yeah, One Day, all those kind of names in it. Yeah. Whereas with... Um, Cause I'm, I'm um, Benin. Yeah. Edo. So our names are mostly starts with O. So maybe like a, or Sass or like a. Um, yeah, just maybe just O S. Usually the, the, that's the, usually like the mm. first kind of um, prefix, and then you kind of know like okay, what kind of tribe they're from. Where's that? Even like with. Oh, so you know like Igbo names have you know kind of you can kind of know an Igbo yeah, name you if can, you kind of you can tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of hear it. So, I know what you mean. So those yeah. those kind of things. Um, but I think yeah, I think that's that those apart from that those those things during childhood was kind of like normal and that's well it's not normal when you think about it now yeah like the whole like people bantering like yeah, Afri- not... African verses <laughs> and back then you don't really kind of you don't really kind of deep deep no you how, don't really understand what you're doing yeah how yeah. how bad it is but I think we just kind of laugh it off because oh yeah it's like literally people used to think that oh like Africans are, like Jamaicans never wanted to be. Like if you if you told a Jamaican, oh, you know you got some, you know you're African as well. No, don't say that. Don't. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, people will do that all the time. Yeah. And um, I don't know why it was so. There was such a. Um, or sometimes you get which which I find funny. You get um like Caribbeans. So basically, if I tell someone I'm Caribbean, yeah. the first country they're probably gonna guess is Jamaica. So but like, oh, you're Jamaican, aren't you? Or just straight away just assume yeah. that I'm Jamaican, and then you get people going, um, no, I'm not Jamaican. I didn't say I was from Jamaica. I'm like. Bayesian or I'm from like yeah, Trinidad like people, or I don't know why people do you know get, I mean? get, so, gets, get, up so, get up so uptight like, it just gets just, a bit awkward it's not, I don't know it's not like yeah I don't it's definitely, definitely deep rooted but as kids we don't know these things no you we don't. don't we just think no I'm like some things are just cool in it like, like it's I won't say it wasn't cool to be African because but back then you would think it's, that's the case because the way people kind of treat each other like you would think yeah. that we're just kind of like we're not we're not one everyone's like no you're African, I'm Jamaican. We're not, yeah. we're not together. But it's like, yeah. bro, we're all, like, we're all, we're all, we're all one. Like, so yeah. it's not, I don't know. So I don't know. I always kind of felt like that growing up, that was the only kind of thing. Um, 
I would say like childhood wise was a bit on. Oh, not looking back now, I'm like, actually, you know what? Yeah, that actually wasn't even right. Even me just kind of saying, oh, I'm, I'm Jamaican. There's, there's something deeper. Like, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, I know what you mean. Like, um, so I don't know. Yeah. And obviously, obviously like everyone, everyone went through different experiences, like doing childhood. And I, and I think a lot of us do kind of have the same, kind of relate to the same thing in terms of whether like school, um, you know, term, things like, you know, playing up, like playing outside, um, asking mum, or can I sleep over at this person's house mm. or things like even, um, what else was it? Like, um, what else was it? Like coming home after school, maybe like watching your, like, I remember like TV was, was so, like, I was so like gassed to like <laughs> finish school at free for go home, watch Nickelodeon, just watch TV. Trouble or, um, what was, what was the other one? I think Disney at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and um, that that's kind of that's kind of what like you know as kids we kind of do in it. Yeah, that's you know? what you do. That's and, what you do when you're. And like, uh, obviously for you was a bit. It was a bit different because you went through a a lot without actually knowing um fully like what it was you're what was really going, going on. Through. Yeah, so yeah. Like, so like, there's there's the whole like grief in childhood and then there's grief in adulthood. Like so. Yeah. Just like talk about your like th- basically those two losses. So like from the grief in childhood, um, the first loss, and then the second loss being like your um, your your sister. Yeah, my sister. Yeah. So like, what what was that kind of? Well, more more so like the what was that? How did that kind of impact your childhood? Like losing so like I losing think, your mum. So I think it was really really tough. Um, so I lost my mum when I was thirteen. And my mum was like my rock, mm. like literally superwoman. She would like work two jobs, still pick us up on time yeah. from school, hot dinner every day, pat lunches, looking healthy every day. <laughs> like <laughs> there's <laughs> well, no, no, no sandwiches and apples. There was yeah. no concerns, and and I have a lot of siblings, right? So there was nine. There's nine of us in total. Yeah. So the house. So I thought was, it was, I thought it was no, that was seven, seven brothers, right? Seven brothers, okay, seven, and then wow, me and my family, sister. Man. So um it's bizarre and the thing is as well so you have like a split so like my me and my younger brothers yeah. and then we're all like one year sort of apart yeah and then my old there's like then there's like a 10 year gap and then there's the four elder ones yeah. um so all of us are in school at the same time mm. there's so much to do there, there was never a day where i didn't get what i wanted basically and yeah. i didn't understand how my mom always pulled that off um but i didn't start realizing how much she was doing until she was gone mm. because um so my mom was basically my mom and my dad yeah. So we live. We all lived with my mum, and then my dad was just wherever he was. Really, we saw him like once off, but my mum never really. We never really knew what was going on, but we were so happy with. Yeah, that mom. She, she made sure that it was that just nothing. Like was, no one ever questioned where anything. my dad yeah. was because we was just gassed being kids like with my mum. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I lost my mum when I was thirteen, which came as like a big shock because I didn't really know that she was unwell for a while. Yeah. Um. And it hit hard. I remember I changed. I changed a lot through school. Um, I went from... I was never, like, the loudest kid, but I was always with groups. Um, and I would, you always catch me laughing and joking mm. or, like, just with different types of groups. Like, do you know, do you know what I mean? Always yeah. being active, basically, in and around things to just someone that just wanted to just be, like, a shadow, basically. Just by myself, not talking, um, avoiding everything possible. Like, even, like coming in school in the mornings I used to come in purposely late so that teachers don't 
Because you know when you walk in, sometimes it's like, oh, hi, hi, like, yeah. Tinny, how are you? Like, I hated that question. I hated oh, it. So I used to come like, in dur- late. During the time, like, she, as an after she, after she yeah, passed. Yeah, this is after she yeah. passed. Yeah, so I used to, like, come late to school every day just so I can avoid those questions. Mm. Sneaking in the back of the classroom and just sit down. No one really notices that I've arrived or not arrived. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just all those sorts of things um, that got really hectic. And I remember I was going to school at the same time with my two younger brothers, right? So there was, so I was in, yeah, so they were like one year each below mm. me. Um, and yeah, we were just, it, uh, at that point, I'll be honest, we were troublemakers. Really? Like we used to cause so much trouble in school, but because we were really angry inside. We were really angry yeah, about the situation. Expressing. About not knowing um, about my mum's illness. Um, we found out a lot of things about my dad as well after my mum passed and like we've been taken from a house where everything is happy, like dinner's always there to living with my dad where there's not hot food. Um, sometimes he forgets to like come to parents evening or turn up to like whatever our parents mm. are supposed to turn up for. Um, just just it being a really horrible and just like, just not happy household. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't yeah. call that home. Um, so yeah, it hit a lot and we used to leave home every morning being very, very angry about that. And we used to take that anger into school and the teachers never understood or never took the time to kind of channel down in yeah. it and kind of talk about um why I was misbehaving or whatever. And you know, we were all we were all in it together really. So like if my younger brother got detention, he would tell me at lunchtime, like, Oh, do you know what? I've got an hour detention today. So me and my other brother might purposefully do something wrong just so we can get attention as well, so we can go home and deal with my dad at the same time. Because oh, we, really? we stuck together. Oh, well, yeah, so, that, so we didn't... That's we didn't, Yeah, worry, because it, it's like, if I go home, I've got to spend an extra hour with my dad by myself, and I didn't want to do that. Oh, okay. So we would all stick, or I would yeah. wait outside the gate for an hour until mm. he was finished, and then we'd go together. Until eventually, I, I moved out with my sister a couple of years after that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a big change. It was a big, big change. Like, that's the thing. In in school, like, I've talked about it quite a few times, even on, on the podcast as well. I feel like when children, um, you know, like, go through, like, grief, lose someone, like, I don't, obviously, at that age, you don't really understand it from a point of view, like, just talk about it. More time, you're just kind of, like, um, expressing it. So maybe that's maybe through anger mm-hmm. or lashing out because you, you don't understand, you don't quite understand, like, what's going on because like even just as adults were expressive but even children as well like they're expressive as well but they might not express things how they express them because because they're children you know yeah. like i'm like so in a way they kind of you kind of have to give them some kind of leeway because you know like they're not processing these things and it, it's, it's tough it's tough like dealing with it's one thing kind of like going through other things in life but losing someone like, at young where you you're like thinking, hold on, my mum, I'm used to like my mum, you know, like in your case, you said that like, waking up, there's food there and then things change because like what it is as kids, you, you need stability yeah. like and, you're, and you have a routine you're used to. So when that is kind of disrupted, it's like, okay, like what, what do, what do I do? And like, it sounds like your mum was like really like holding it down, like doing what she needs to, to do. And I think that's, that's always kind of, I see that a lot in, I feel like with, um, it's just a trick with 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 mom. I just feel like mums are just like superwomen when when they need to be, man. Even yeah. like there will be both mum and dad, and you just think, how are they even doing it? Like, 
and you just think to myself, can I ever be? Can I ever like? I don't know where they, I don't know where they get this the strength from, man. I, but yeah. I, think, I think it's part of it is maybe because I've got to do what I have to have to do, and mm. do you know what I mean. And but sometimes that can that can be a lot, though, man. Um, just even like because earlier today I was having like a convo, and I was just saying like, you know, a lot of my friends now we kind of um, I won't say like we came we we had we had a lot of family, but it's more so like kind of had like broken homes where like. You know, mum and dad separated. Mm. So a lot of the time it's just it's just kind of our mums are the ones that really are the integral yeah. people. Not to say like, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but you know, like my dad wasn't really there like that. Not because he didn't want to, but it's just that my mum was the one like, okay, I want to make sure they're good and things like that. And obviously for you, that was kind of, you had lost that. So it, I can imagine that's kind of, well, like what do I do now? Like sort of thing, and you know, and I think you know, in your you had a lot of older siblings, so it's kind of like, would you say you kind of already had like um, a, a mother figure, like well, two mother figures because you, there's your mum, and then there's like your older sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, so. So after a while, I was living with my dad and. Um, it just wasn't working out, basically. Mm. So I said to him, look, this is not working out. Um, also, just being the only female in that household as well was also new for me as as a young girl. Because yeah. remember, if I'm in my mum's house, my sister and my mum's there. Yeah. So it's just difficult. Um, and because there was a lot of stuff going on with my dad, I know there was a lot of separation in terms of like my older brothers and sisters couldn't actually come to the house to come to see us because there was conflicts with my dad. So I was just missing out on everything and I just kind of felt really really excluded I felt like okay well I'm the only girl now in this house Mm. and no one really understands in this house what girls go through at that that age you know like your hormones are changing you might be going through whatever else it is you're going through and I'm a young what 13 year old girl and I've got no female around me to kind of sit down and talk to me about those type of things um so yeah after a while I just got a bit fed up of it I think three I, I lost it about it was three years i think it was three years yeah no two years at my dad's house mm. until i really kicked off and i said look i'm leaving and you need to sign me over to my sister basically yeah in a way i felt, felt kind of bad about it because i felt like i forced the position onto my sister you know what i mean like oh, okay. i kind of said you have to deal with me now because i need a female and you're the only one left basically yeah. so it was difficult um but my sister being my sister who is amazing was like yeah of course and I've been yeah, waiting for you yeah, to, to really come to me. I was like, oh gosh, like why are you so kind of putting this pressure on Never me? ever took it as, you know, I was a burden or whatnot. So she signed over to be my legal guardian. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I moved in with her. And um, ultimately I got babied again. Yeah. That's what happened. My sister done everything for me. But she, that's, that's what but she, happens. She, you know, she, she set the foundations again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So making sure, you know, I was always going to school on time, understanding that it was important to do my homework. Things that um, your parents kind of, set those foundations yeah. and make it clear to you. But, you know, at my dad's house, he wasn't getting that. Like, we can come home all day and play video games and just, no one's going to tell us anything. You yeah, know? You, like, you needed or that, that I needed it because otherwise I wouldn't be the person I am today. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there, at times, obviously, it felt harsh and it, it, it clashed a little bit sometimes because there were times when I know that, you know, I asked her for things, you know, like young people would, and then um, she would have to think, all right, what would I say as a sister? But then what would my mum say? Okay. And she would have to give me the mum response all the time because she understood that 
she was now responsible for me as a young, I was her young individual. Mm. It wasn't just, she was my sister. So it, sometimes, you know, that's difficult as well. That was another stage that was new for me because I was a teenager growing as like a young lady. What, I was 16 at this point, I think. And I was, I was thinking, hold on a minute. You're my sister, but you're not really my mum. So can't I just have my sister some days and then my mum some days? But that's not how it works when you yeah, sign over to be someone's yeah, legal yeah. guardian. That's that's not how it works. You you either kind of one or the other or you combine both together mm. and you do the best you can. And my sister did that. And um, I'm grateful for that, to be honest, because my my younger brothers, they, they didn't get out of my dad's house until they went off, to, some went off to uni or, mm. you know, someone just moves out after a while. Um and it was difficult for them. But, you know, it was hard because I felt like I was also leaving them in a bit of a hole. You mm. know, they, they we always have this like running joke when we sit down and they say, oh, yeah, you escaped anyway after two years. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard. My youngest brother at the time when my mum passed was five. Oh, wow. And he's what, 14 now. So I left my, my three youngest brothers to deal with my dad because I needed to get out and live with my sister. And yeah. they just thought I was over there living a happy life. You know, I was getting... Yeah, it's it's hard though because like, I think as as siblings, we're always gonna want to look after our, our siblings, and sometimes even at a cost of even putting our kind of needs to one side and think, okay, mm-hmm. right, I, I need to make sure they're straight before I'm straight. But sometimes you need to just do something for yourself. Yeah, man. Even though like it may, and I think there's there always comes with guilt because you feel like okay, look, like you know they're grieving too, but as 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 crazy as it sounds they have their own grief as well do you know what i mean and of course like you you know as a as the older sibling you know you're gonna do your best to be there for them and help them through it but you know it sounds like you you reach the point where you know what okay like, I, I can't like i need to just like put myself first i need to kind of do what i need to do and but when you when you kind of thought okay right, I want to go to my sister, did you think yeah this is gonna be a breeze, man? Yeah. Older sister, <laughs> like I can do what I want. Just, I can stay up late. I can watch this and that. I can you know like we can just do whatever. I can just like was so was you like was in for a shock when she you were like you got that mum mode. You didn't get the sister mode and the mum mode. You got right. I'm your sister, but listen, we need to establish some ground rules. But how, was that a shock? Yeah, definitely. I remember one of the first times um, I came in and I came home from school late. And late is like 6 p.m., 6.30. Yeah, that's like school finished at three. Why take yeah, three yeah, hours yeah, to yeah. get home? Like what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> so I came through the door all merry, merry, just thinking like, oh yeah, I don't know it's at my dad's house. He didn't question it. My sister's definitely not going to question yeah, it. Like, yeah. She's not my parents, so I could do whatever. Um, and she was, pff, she was vexed that day. I remember she said... Um, oh, where do you think, where do you think you're going? Like, I need the explanation for why you're like three hours late. And I think that's when I started realizing that, oh, it's like this. Okay. So I have to, I have to really actually, and then she was basically just saying violation saying, look, yeah, if you're going to be late, it's not really a problem, but you got to text me. I got to know where you are. I got to know the reason basically. You can't just roll in and out. That's not how it's going to work. But my sister, one thing that I really, really, what helped me as well, she was very, very open about it. Mm. So let's just say, I say to her, look, um, I don't know, there's this motive, like there's this yeah. this party, like, can I go to the party? She would say, as a sister, I would say, yes, go and have fun, because I've been there, I've done that. Yeah. But mum would say, you're too young and it's not safe. What yeah. do you want to do? So then I'd have to decide, like, okay, 
if mum like would, if mom would say no, then if mum says no, then it's, it's a no, you know. I think I should just sit down. So that's that's how that's oh, how okay, I, I, yeah. I grew. I respect so that so, it, so it, what what worked is I never felt forced to do anything. It was always mum's raised you well up until thirteen. I'm just gonna mm. give you the advice that she gave me during those years that you miss because she had those teenage years with my mum, so she knows what my mum would say and wouldn't say most of the time. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I just learned to kind of grow, grow through that way. But I definitely walked in thinking it was gonna be a breeze, and it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. We had many clashes, but we figured it out. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think at the time, did you think like, because obviously in your head you're thinking, yeah, I'm doing my sister. It's a vibe, but then when you realize actually this is not the case, were you, um, were you quite? Did you have a bit of resentment, or or did you just feel okay? You know, I, I, I see why she's doing this. Like, it's not. It's not, it's not, she doesn't mean no harm. She's just doing it for, it's for my own good. Or do you realise that later? I realise later, yeah. There's, there's always resentment. Teenagers, that's what it's like, isn't yeah. it? Even now, like when you was a teenager and you were maybe causing your mum trouble or whatever it is, you're sitting now and you're thinking, I should have just been humble then, you know? There was no yeah, need to yeah, behave yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I kind of realised that a bit now. Um, I think during my years when I kind of went off to uni, I started maturing quite a lot. Mm. And I started realising, that's when I started having conversations with my sister, like, oh, do you know when I was 16? I was annoying, isn't it? Like, yeah. And we used to joke and laugh about it. And then we formed kind of like a new sort of adult mm. sisterly bond after she'd already put in the groundwork. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I realised a lot later. See, as kids, yeah, we, listen, we, 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 so we can be so ungrateful, you know, <laughs> but, it's, but it's, it's, it's our innocence. We just, it's like, sometimes you have to kind of go through these things, yeah. But do you know one thing that I rate, like with, you know, like, like our parents and even like older siblings, like they don't, they don't like, they don't fold. Yeah. Like, listen, you can, you can um, say, I hate you all you want. You can be like, oh, it's not fair, but they don't fold. And they see what it is because they know that, listen, I know it's for your own good, but don't ever fold because sometimes, yeah, we can, we, we were a handful, we were a handful like back in then. You think, oh, oh, why are you not letting me do this? And, and that's the difference between not kind of, and I feel like when I think of my experience and all the things I wasn't allowed to do, I'm thinking, oh, what? Oh, they're just being enemies of progress, and why they why they not allowed to do this? But you kind of realize, actually, you know what? It was for your own good. Like, and sometimes when we don't have that kind of discipline, who knows that, how we turn out in terms of our character, how we are in life. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of have to be grateful for it because it's it's needed, man. It's needed. You just think because we don't know, it all, but we think we do, though. Mm. We think we do. Oh, you know what? Yeah, like I I know what's I know what's best for me. But listen, you're just. You're just 16. What, what what do you know? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and like, because for me, one thing I always used to get annoyed about was why why can't I stay out late? Like, I used to get so annoyed that like most of it, um, like my friends and stuff would go to one party. Like, and I'm like, oh, I can't even relate because I wasn't even allowed to these. Like, so people were going to parties before like 16. Like, and I'm like, right. That must be nice. Like I've got a cousin. Like I come home past curfew. eight. Yeah. Like I'm like, nah, that, that's that's late. Like once I came, home, I come came home late from school and it was eight o'clock. I'm thinking it's only eight o'clock. It's not that deep. But I think it was at the time it was two things. Like you know, you know, as the, especially like with mums and and boys. Like back then there's a lot of like mm. stabbings. So that was one one of the things. And, and number two, it's just like your parents don't want you to get into the, any in the wrong crowd. Like, that's that's how things start. Like you start hanging around, going to things you're not supposed to be going at the time, then your your eyes are open to things that you should sh- they shouldn't be open to, and before you know it, you're you knows what you're all you're dabbling in. So, yeah, man, I think like it was um, 
looking back now, like I'm grateful, like because honestly, like I don't, I don't know. It's not, not so that I would have turned out like, like, like a, a rotten apple, but you just not, you just not knowing it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, um, but so after you kind of realized that, okay, you know what, this is for my own good, because you then said you kind of formed that kind of sisterly mm. bond. But at that point, was it was it less? At that point, did the whole kind of mother mode kind of lessen? with you and her or was it kind of like now a bit of both when you when you formed that um that kind of mm. uh sister what i say sisterhood I, I would say yeah no it did lessen a lot because i think obviously i got to an age where well, i was 18 now mm. and really like you got to start making a few of your own life decisions yeah. making a few of your own mistakes and my sister let me do that okay um but one thing with my sister is that there's a procedure so as long as you follow the Sorry, there's a like a process, yeah? yeah. So as long as you follow the process, so normally the process is like, if you're coming in late, just be like, hey, do you know what? I'm coming in late. A little yeah, text yeah, message yeah. so she knows about it. Or do you know what? Um, I'm just at so-and-so place with so-and-so. Yeah, like, yeah. this is what's going on. So mm. she's always in the mix. Once you start hiding things, that's when mum mode sort of, oh, sort okay, of kind yeah. of so comes it, out so in a way, um, she, she gave she kind of allowed you to do what you need to do but just just let me know when it more or less yeah, like, so cool, do, your, do your thing but if you're gonna not come on let me know where you're staying or that, that kind of vibe yeah yeah she's not really like a shut it down type of person of course if I was staying at, let's just say I was staying at one of my friend's house or something and I tried to do that three or four times in a row mm. she would just talk to me and say do you know what once, twice is all right, but it's not every weekend, in it? You don't need oh, to do okay. this yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. Like, this is not how it goes. Um, and, yeah, I sort of just understood that sort of process. But I think as well, when I got to, like, 18, um, I started having a lot of conversations with my two younger brothers mm. about, like, their childhood um, and just sort of reflecting on what happened after I left that house, sort of. So, like, yeah. them just still being stuck with dad. Um you know, and just really wanting to like escape sort of. So one of my younger brothers went to uni to study a course he didn't even want to because he just wanted to get out of the house from oh, my dad. Wow. So it's crazy. And we started talking about all these things that kind of went on um, through childhood and basically channel channeling down on that joke we used to run about how I, I escaped yeah, to yeah. like a happier, a happier life. Um, and then I started thinking, wow, I really had it. Like my sister really covered a lot of stuff for me, mm. you know, because I never... I never really, I never talked about my mum for 10 years after her passing. Yeah, like, I had my little moments. I cried about it and I was angry, but I wouldn't say I, I processed or dealt with that grief at all because my sister literally jumped in that slot. Yeah. So I had okay. everything that my mum my mom gave me, okay, like, yeah. plus more, plus mm. a sister who was going to understand, who was, like, closer to my age, who was going to get things maybe yeah. my mum wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I had everything and more. Like, there wasn't a time when my sister... You know, just whatever it is, she was working and just just being like, okay, yeah, what do you need? Like, to go out, like, do you need yeah. a new like, like, clothes or yeah. whatever? Like, everything. I had everything. She taught me everything, um, showed me everything, mm. came with me everywhere. So I never had to really think too much about missing my mum. I'd say the period where I probably missed my mum the most was those two years when I lived in my dad's house because I realised there was just a lot of things missing. But the moment I got back to my sister's house, I kind of, as a child, like, forgot about it again. So I forgot okay. about, in a way, like, like overall, do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm, yeah. it's, it's because my sister covered all of that. She filled all of those slots that I needed yeah. filling at that time. Like she just until continued I got to from, uni. From, she just continued, like, from, let's say, from your what your mum was doing. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, obviously, you still had, you still had your grief. Yeah. But it wasn't, 
would you say it wasn't as hard hitting because your sister was kind of there? Yeah, honestly, never hit me until I got to uni. Mm. Never hit me. My mum's stuff never really started hitting me until I really got to uni, which is my mum passed away in 2011, went to uni in 2018. Yeah, okay. Like, I remember the first night of uni, I sat down and I, and I thought, do you know what? Like, that was, that was one of, like, that first week, I thought about my mum so much. Those past four, five, six, seven years, I could go days, months without really, without the grief really crossing my mind like that. Mm. Just a little, yeah. Yeah, like, it must be, but, like, even just, like, Hearing, hearing that it, it's, it's good that your again like your sister like sounded like she did what she could mm. helped out so you didn't really feel like you were lacking things in terms of I don't know it could be it could be anything just like you're you're still able to kind of maneuver about you know if you need anything she, she's great for you but even just like I would say like so from last year when you lost your sister. Mm. So how how has grief been like in, like in this new kind of space of adulthood and just navigating through that? It's been difficult. Um, it's a very very big struggle because I think I understand things a lot more now. You know, um, and the process with my sister. So I I was so my sister's was unwell mm-hmm. for a while and then um, she got to a point where the doctors has actually signed her off. Cause she got like a um, blood transfer, so someone um, blood transfusion. Sorry, yeah. so someone donated their bloods to mm-hmm. her like at last minute, so she was good. And then on the process of her recovery, she had actually had a heart attack in the hospital one day. Oh wow! So um, for four minutes, so whatever happened in that room, the nurse actually stepped out to go to the toilet or switch over to the next nurse. In the space of that four minutes, she had a heart attack, which is where she now picked up heart condition problems. Oh wow! So um. She's been on a long recovery since then. And the doctor said that, you know, her heart was looking great. So actually in 2019, um, they signed her off. And remember, so my sister's, I moved into my sister's house 2013. She had her original like illness sort of 2012. So one year after my mom passed, she was still taking care of me this whole time. Wow. So like there was never a day. So she pretty much done what my mom done, but to greater extents in some yeah. way, do you know what I mean? Um, and 2019, the doctors signed her off and said, look, you're, you're all good. Like, you don't need to come in for monthly checkups. You can just come maybe once a year, once every other year and just make sure you're still keeping healthy, go to the gym and those sorts of things. Um, and they're really not too sure what happened. So it got to September 2020, so in the lockdown period. And um, yeah, her legs just started swelling up a lot. And um, the doctors were saying she's got a lot of water that's building in her body, but for some reason it's not releasing, um, which is sort of like a um, normal side effect that you get with the stuff that she's had, like the mm-hmm. procedures. So she took the tablets as usual and the tablets, just, they just wasn't working. Um, so I said, look, let's just go to hospital. It's probably nothing. And they'll probably just be able to like drip it out of you, like on the drip, yeah. I think. Um and yeah, I didn't know that that was going to be the last time that I would see her, like, you know, like I didn't know that that hospital trip was going to be the last one that we were ever going to go to. So yeah, I took her into hospital and then one week the doctors were saying it was just a chest infection. The next week after that, she had breathing problems. The week after that, she was on, um, what's that kidney, dialysis? Yeah, the kidney that, machine thing yeah, where, yeah, because her kidneys wasn't working properly and her heart wasn't um, working to the percentage it's supposed to be working at. Um and then, well, I say luckily because 
the doctors, obviously at COVID time, they didn't want to let you in the hospitals, right? Yeah. So um, me and my brother had to, me and my older brother had to really fight to get someone in with her. Uh, my sister got to a point as well where she like, she kind of, she's a, she's a tough cookie, so she but refused to take like medication unless someone, a family member came in basically. Yeah. So the only way they were going to get her to take stuff is if someone can come in. So they granted us um, four hours of the day where I could be in the room with her. So two yeah. hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. And the rest of the time, like I could sit in the next room next door, like in the waiting room or whatever. Yeah. Or I could leave and come back, basically. Because, sorry, I, I, I was going to say, I thought like, I know the whole COVID restrictions, but surely they allow one person, right? Or, or was you trying to get every all your other siblings to be there? In worst case scenario, they allowed one person. Okay. Yeah. So when it's at last resort, where basically they think the person's going to pass away, oh, they're right, not going to okay. make it. Yeah. They didn't allow that one person. But my sister wanted that before. Oh, they got right, to, okay, before they yeah. had got to that final final decision my sister mm. wanted that before because she didn't want to be there by herself um, yeah i can imagine that so um yeah for the last two weeks i sat with her every day and um we just talked and chat and had like a laugh or some days she, obviously she wasn't looking too well or whatnot um and um yeah it lasted about two weeks but that was tough for me because with my mum's one i never saw her deteriorate my okay. sister's one I watched her deteriorate for those two weeks so she was in hospital for overall for a four, that four week period and she passed away by the end of that month um, so it's very very hard I think to watch some material and obviously I'm like an adult now right so yeah. I'm understanding things a bit more um, the doctor might be saying something I'm googling it to see what it really means um, I'm trying to you know I'm trying to help in the best way I can and there's not much I can do um, I'm telling the doctors like you're not turning the machines off. She's going to go until the last day. You will not turn the machines off. Mm. Um, and it was tough because when she had her stuff, like when she had like stuff like this before, I've seen my sister like look a lot worse and a lot worse on the machines. But mm. I think it just got to a point where her body just, just couldn't take it anymore. Um, so yeah, I remember the day actually, it was really, really tough because she sent me out to go and get a um, cushion for her back because yeah. she was saying, oh, the, the bed's not comfortable or something. So I went to Officer Street and um, I was shopping for ages. I remember I was, you know, just walking in every shop like, nah, that's not the right one. It's not mm. the right one. And then eventually I found a cushion. But then by the time I was scheduled to come back at five o'clock, I think, I think it got to about 3 p.m. And I got a phone call saying that she was gone. So I didn't actually get to give her the cushion. I didn't oh, make no. it back to that second visit in, in the afternoon. But that morning, I, I promise you, like we were laughing. She was eating porridge. That that morning when I saw her, you know, we were laughing. So, um I think it has it has played a big part on how I think now my mind and my grief now is is very very different I think because I understand and I and I saw everything I saw every step I now try to think back and I, and I'm more interested in trying to fight like so I've been asking my family members about what happened with my mum yeah. what type of cancer she had how long she was I only started asking questions about my mum when my sister passed yeah because I wanted to sort of compare both and have a look at oh so my mum's struggling like this as well then, or, you know, because I never saw anything. She, My mum came home every day and she was all right. But turns out she was actually ill for three years, you know, mm. and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, like, compare both situations. And I think now it's hard because I'm, I'm just a, I'm just starting to process my mum's one and my sister's one's now overloaded on so that, that. Yeah, so it's like it's even though your mum's one happened like 10 years, years ago. ago yeah it's still kind of it's like it, 
would you say now it, it feels like you're, for the very first time you're kind of processing that and on top of that yeah. you've got your sisters to to that process as well 100% 100% which is why it's hard and I feel like I've got to this stage um, you know in adulthood where I'm a, I feel a bit stuck mm. sort of because it's like wow I'm really doing aside from the grief stuff like I'm it's all right for me you know I've just graduated from uni yeah. in the most Con- like congrats, the difficult the th- like this is the hardest academic mm. year I've had my sister passed away what four days into the beginning of my final year of uni but I promised her on the last day when we had our final words that I'll finish it and and I have but you know all, all those things like football's going all right I've got a nice job like mm. but it's like I'm stuck because it doesn't matter what I do for myself personally it's like I've just started to process my mum's one and then I miss my sister so much and I, and I haven't really started to process her one because it still feels fresh. Yeah. Sometimes I think she's still still going to be around. So it's difficult. It's so different. And I think back to when I was like a kid, like I said, like I was running around in the football pitch. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about these things. Like as, as kids, like we're often like just protected from so many different things. And, and it's just the innocence, isn't it? Because I think like, you know, because I think you said it once, um, like when I think at the time I was watching one of your one of your uh, your videos and you said the story about the fun fair. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, what um was that like? Was that a? Uh, do you feel like that was something that was said to kind of um not de- not deter you, but just not tell you the real reason mm. that was happening with your mum? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what happened was my mum was coming home. But the way it got presented to me and my younger siblings was that she was coming home and that everything was was all good. Because um, there was a period where she was like, was confused where she was basically because she wasn't mm. at home every day. There was still everything we needed, but she wasn't at home every day. Um, so I was like, yeah, mum's coming home. So we thought, oh yeah, okay. Like, what are we going to do when she comes home? Like, what are we going to play? Are we going to play a game? Or like, what's going to happen? Just as kids. Mm. Um, and then I remember the night when my mum did come home, she looked very different. So she had no hair on her head. She looked tired. She didn't really look at me too tough. Um, and then we each took it in turns to go and sit with her in a room that night just to kind of, you know, and I remember my mum didn't really look at me. I don't think she did actually. Yeah, she didn't look at me at all. Um, I don't know how she felt, but obviously she was really drained and in a lot of pain. Um, and the next morning we got woken up really early and we got told, oh, you know, kids, you're going to go to the fun fair. So my dad told us, yeah, you're going to go to the fun fair. So me being a kid, like, I found my best trainers. Mm. I told, I went, I ran into my brother's room. I was like, yeah, we're going fun fair today. Like, like, what are we going to buy? Or what, like, what rucksack are you taking? Or whatever it is that kids, yeah. kids were doing. Um, and um, yeah, on the way down the stairs, my dad said, oh, you know, make sure you say goodbye to mum. And then, us being young kids, I just thought, why am I saying she's mean? I was at the fun fair. Like, why am I saying she's back home now? Like, she's going to meet us at the fun fair. I didn't think anything of it. We left. Um, we ended up going to another family member's house. And then they said, oh, they'd forgot the money for the fun fair. So we have to go back to the house now to get the money so we can go to the fun fair. Mm-hmm. I remember we were having a race um, on the way home. So from the bus stop, I was saying to my brother, I was like, oh, I bet I beat you to the house. So we were racing and then I remember I looked up on the balcony and I saw people from my country. So like my uncle and my relatives and stuff. And I was thinking, wait a second, how did they get from 
St. Vincent. So where yeah, I'm from too. Saying, yeah, like you think, this is not, done a this not boat, adding like. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my brothers, obviously they were like, they run past me. They was like, oh yeah, we're beating you now. Because I had stopped at that point because yeah. I read something clicked in my mind. I thought, okay, yeah, this is, there's something, something's going to happen. That's not good. Um, and I remember I didn't even get all the way up the stairs. By the time I got to the stairs, I already knew what was going on. Like I just, in my head, I just knew like my mum was gone because... Everyone just seems so down. I've never seen my fam. I never seen my older brothers look like that, ever. Yeah. So um, it was horrible because then at that point my dad thought it would be a great time to sit us down in the room and tell us that mum had cancer and we should go and in the room before they take the body and say final words. I was terrified. I'm not gonna go in the room and have a picture of my mum that I don't want to have in my head. Yeah. And also it's like, how do you expect a 13 year old, a 12 year old, an 11 year old, and a five year old? At that moment in time, once mum's already passed, the process that she had cancer, I, I don't, I don't even remember the rest of that sentence. I just, I just heard, yeah, mum's got cancer, and everything else was a blur. I don't remember the days after that. I don't. I remember we just, we just clicked out, and I think that was the point where we started being angry, and then, obviously, having to move into my dad's house is, we didn't get off on a good foot, really, did we? Mm. So it kind of, it, um, but it was definitely used as a disguise because, why else would? You know, but, you know, I haven't had the courage to ask my brothers why only until my sister passed. Like I said, that's like asking questions. And I found out from my older brother that, um, you know, my mum, we made our mum's day. So she didn't want to see the younger ones sad. Yeah. You know, us, us being happy and us, her knowing that, you know, we had a good day at school or whatever it was. Mm. And we're still smiling and laughing with her. That made her days. Even when she spent most of the day in the hospital, she came home and she was still happy because the younger ones were happy. So... You know, it came from her. She she said, don't tell the younger one. So um, now I can understand that. But through my childhood, I just, I had resent to my brothers as well, my older ones. I was like, well, you could have just told me, you know, it's not just my dad. And I remember it was, it was a lot of division and a lot of anger towards everyone and not understanding what was going on. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's the difference, uh, you know. And it, it gets you paranoid because I remember when my sister, we found out about my sister. The first thing I did was I called my youngest brother, who's now 14. I said, look, I'm about to tell you something that is crazy, but when I was 14, I wish someone gave me this yeah, phone call. Yeah. So I'm giving you this phone call. And I know you might not like it now, but in 10 years' time, you're going to love me for it. Mm, that's, 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 that's how real as it gets, because sometimes, like, you know, we, we tend to, like, want to shield kids from certain things, but mm. sometimes they need to go go through it. And I remember um, when I went through, like, when when, I, when my, my dad, my parents, were, like, I wasn't, I was young, but not, like, young as in childhood young, but, like, um, I remember having that same mentality of like as an older brother wanting to protect mm. my younger sister. So um, there's a particular moment when we went to see the body, and I was like, "Oh no, you just stay outside. Don't come. Just just stay because you're you're too young for this." But like looking back now, um, she did come see the body. But looking back now, I'm glad I didn't kind of rob her of that because it's it's not my call. Even though it's it's hard, like I, I want to protect her, but I don't know what that would have made her feel. If she didn't get to see it, see it, even though it was, it was it's 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 not it's grim. It, do you know what I mean? It's not pleasant, but they have they have to. She has to kind. Of, I don't want to. She has to see that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? To process things in in her own way. So I think yeah, sometimes it gets like that, and you, you know have you, to be you like have to do what you had had to do, and yeah. and I don't know how how your brother processes it now, but maybe I'm, I'm sure at some point he'll be thankful that you know I'm like, I'm kind of glad like you know Tenny told me that. You know, mm. this is what's happening with our older sister and things like that. You know, so because yeah, it's that's something with, with grief, man. It's 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 horrible, like in in the sense where like 
the the beginning of it like in terms of you know seeing someone deteriorate or you know having to deal with the aftermath of someone not being there like and when you go through that as kids it's not um often it doesn't feel normal like do you know what i mean but i feel like the grief is grief is everyday life like even like now i'm seeing a lot a lot of things where people are trying to um educate people on, on grief like in mm. in their own way because like this is something that you know we've, we've got we've got to understand that it's, it's part of life and you know there are many ways um for us i'm, sh- I'm sure you, you know that's for us to keep our, our loved ones memory alive even as a kid you know people can uh, people who have lost people can talk to their kids about that person they've lost and say look you know this oh, this is this is grandpa this is dad this is how you know these little things that keeps mm-hmm. their um memory alive you know so i i think it's it's good you know um and because I, I remember when i when i came across your page i was like this is um like it's as hard because you know i think you mentioned that you, this this is like like a, a big thing for you like opening open up about yeah. this like but and i know like talking is not it's not always the only way to express thing but it, it's when i see people do it, i think it's good man like just keep talking and helping people um you know like I, I think it's just that's what needs to happen because grief isn't something that's like it's not abnormal it's normal do you know what i mean it's normal mm. but it's just that because there's not enough conversation around them we don't kind of it's not something that we kind of like um normalize yeah so definitely people it's, just don't know what to what to think or what to say or you know yeah it's tough i think like my so like and now i talk about things but prior to this every time i tried or maybe i got upset it kind of got shut down my brothers were like you know what are you doing like we have to be strong the situation yeah. is what it is why are you crying about it you know um and that's just i don't know if it's like it's a bit of a guy thing sometimes i think yeah, or it yeah, could be a bit of a, um, a thing, sometimes like my culture as well you don't really talk about too tough mm. your problems it's always like you have to be strong you have to hold yeah, it down yeah. like you know life is tough this is mm. you have to kind of roll with it sort of thing um and i think that's how things were presented to them which is obviously yeah. that's the way they are but because the boys see all the boys do it for me talking now is like sometimes it still feels scary because it's like oh, I've, I've been taught for these past 10 years that i shouldn't be doing i, sh- I shouldn't in quotations be doing this you know what mm. i mean um but now it, and you know if my brother's they don't they don't talk about it at all yeah at all like my sister's name gets avoided same with my mum but that's just how they process it yeah do you know what i mean um and and i'd like to think that maybe one day that we'd be able to sit down as a family and and talk about it but it's it's hard man my my brothers are just so cutthroat with it like shut down with it so it's it's difficult and i remember when i first saw your page i was like there's two guys Mm. this is this is crazy and and you know from a background that i could understand which yeah. i could also relate to my brother's side and i got thinking like oh maybe there is hope one day for my brothers to talk mm. you know it's not it's not just a whatever and i think also that's the idea behind my page as well it's like yeah it's been 10 years since my mom but it's never too late to start to start yeah. talking you know there's never there's never an end date just like there isn't for grief i could yeah. i could not want to talk about my sister stuff in depth for the next 10 years and that's okay yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that, that's see that, that's, that's why I rate I rate what you you're saying right now because there's never um even though like talking about it, like there's never like oh I I will never say to someone oh it's, it's why have you stopped talking about it now everyone everyone's starting point is, is different whether that's a year after two years five years like you know 
it doesn't matter like you know whether you want us maybe talk about it for a year and then maybe not reveal so much it, it doesn't matter how you how you're gonna deal with it is is up to up to you no, no one can control that so you know like with your brothers like maybe for them when they do get to a point when they open up it might not be talking it might be through other positive ways of, of expressing or it might be it might be talking but i think everyone has got to arrive at in their own time like you know because i know again a lot of people do kind of feel like guys as guys we don't really as an as a guy like this whole like you know the whole like kind of like well, masculine thing you don't really you know you don't really talk about certain things but everyone's different than me i've, I've always been someone that's always been expressive like i mean i didn't i wasn't talking about it early on like it mm. took me time you know um but you know i've I just i've just learned to kind of like you know like not feel like this is hindering me like i'm I'm by talking about it that's what helps me like you know so if more people can talk and that and that's why like i feel like um you know this starting this podcast with, with with ben was just like a way for us to bring other people to without realizing it bring other people to kind of share their stories but mm. you know and hopefully that that can continue man you know because yeah like that like, yeah life is just not even life is life i don't know that, 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 yeah. I, I just put it like that like you know things happen like losing parents is for me it was tough and i'm sure losing you know your sister mum was tough but it's getting through it that, that's the only thing we can do now get through it you know because mm. this is what we're left with i mean we have all the memories and things like that, but you know, we have to just nav- just live a life like with with the grief. So move with it. I I always say, um, yeah, not not sh- not shy away from it. But like I said, everyone's way of dealing with it is is going to be different. Um, you know, but um, just to kind of round up, just like um, I wanted to just you to just briefly just kind of like just share with people watching, listening, you know, about your page. Obviously, obviously, I know why you why you started, but just just to talk a bit more about your page and you know like what you have, if you can say what you have planned, maybe so much in future with it, or maybe so much short term plans, like things like that. Yeah, so I think not to put um, you on the spot, no pressure. <laughs> <in there. laughs> you did a little bit. <laughs> sorry, <but> sorry. <laughs> no, so I think obviously, like I said, the idea behind it was that um, just to kind of get out there that you know, there's never really. You can talk about things when you want to talk about things, mm. you know, just because it's been 10 years, it's not too long to start talking about things. Um, so there's that as well. But then also it was, it was also a way for me to just release, really. Um, mm. Like I said, a lot of my friends, especially like my new friends that obviously I formed at uni or whatnot, didn't have a clue that I'd lost my mum and that, you know, my sister passed, really. So it was a way for me sort of to like, prove to myself that I can do this and I can feel okay about talking about it mm. um, and um, yeah that's ultimately what, what I've done and what I've created and what's nice is I found this like amazing community which five years ago I never had a clue about mm. you know what I mean I never knew that there were so many people that have these pa- these types of pages yeah. or actually reconnect or support one another in another way and the support system that I get from this is completely different to what I get from you know when I go to counselling so I think it balances out everything for me and I think it gives me a sense of like I want to say hope I don't know is hope the right word yeah or no, like I, I, no I think like that's, that's 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 a that's the perfect word to use like because 
you know, when it's when you're in the thick of it, like it's you think you're the only one, don't you? Mm. When you're in the thick of it, you do. And I spent ten years honestly thinking like I was the only one because I went to uni, I made X amount of friends. Mm. They didn't know that much like in depth about me. Yeah. And I didn't know that much, I guess, about them to that extent. And I thought I looked around one time, I stood in the middle of my campus and I thought, I wonder how many people like have lost their mum. Or am I just the only one here? Like, mm. you know, like I genuinely had those thoughts like every day and I genuinely thought I was, you know, when you, like you said, when you're in the mix of it, you, you think you're the only one and it's like a cycle and then you beat yourself up about it and then you kind of just go around in a cycle and it can, it can lead you to dangerous thoughts and whatnot. So um, I wanted to find a healthy way to release, but also in my own time, which I'm happy that I've now got there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think the idea behind it is just to, keep, to continue doing what I'm doing. There's no major hopes or no major like goals set for mm. it because it's just all a natural thing. I decided to do it one day, set up the page, and I did. And I've stuck with it, um, which is not something that I thought I'd be able to do. Yeah, that's progress, man. Because, you know, one day you think, oh, can I, can I, would I, I can never imagine myself doing something like this and now here you are. So like, I, think, I think that's good. And I think the more, the more pages, the more people talking, the better. Like, and again, it's not to say that talking is the only way, but. I'm not gonna lie. When I when I hear people talking about their stories, it kind of I, I, I like it. Like, do you know what I mean? It mm. gives me kind of okay. I, I'm not. I don't feel isolated. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like okay that there's something that people can relate to. And even just like, you know, like grief. Obviously, a lot. It, everyone goes for it. Um, well, not everyone, but a lot of us have been through it. But even just hearing like maybe another black man talking mm. or another uh, black woman talking, especially whether it's from the same background or not, or or like similar cultures, you can kind of just. Like you appreciate that, do you know what I mean? And I think like now, there's a lot more of that now, do you know what I mean? Whereas maybe at the time, maybe we we don't know what's happening. We don't really know, uh, have a, a, a solid resource we can turn to for help or just to talk. And I think most of the time, it's not necessarily just, I feel for me, it's not always about just um, wanting to answer for something, but just just like listening to people's different, like it, it kind of just makes me feel settled. Yeah. Okay, cool. I know this is mad, but... Yeah, but there's a lot, there's more of us, like, yeah. like, you know, there's, we can kind of, like, this whole kind of, we can kind of get through it together sort of thing, you know, so that that's just how I, how I kind of um, see it, and, and that kind of makes me feel, okay, you know what, this, this is good, like, I can kind of yeah. get through everything I need to get through, so, you bit know. Bit by bit. Yeah, yeah. man. And I don't know if, like, this is for you as well, but for me, I think one thing that helps me as well is seeing someone similar age bracket. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That really, really helps me. That's that's a big think, thing. You like, know, if I see someone in a similar age bracket, I'm like, oh, wow, they're... What, and they know how this feels? Yeah, like, no, that's a big thing. That really gets gets me, and I think that's... that's I found that a lot through this community, which is nice. Mm. I think, obviously, not nice that everyone's in that position, yeah, but you know no, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, definitely, that, that's, that's a... The age factor is definitely a big thing, and I think, I, I think a lot of um, the people we kind of... A lot of our... When it comes to autism, I think it is that kind of same age bracket of 23, 20, 23 to like maybe like 29. Yeah, yeah, like so, so it kind of it kind of helps because um and mo- most of the people we've had on it is has been um kind of within that kind of age mm. age range like maybe some are, some are a bit older but either, either way whether old or not you can still relate but I know what you mean it does it yeah, does kind of it does help when you see other um people you know but 
like I said, I think it's about getting through it like one day at a time. Like it's not, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. Um, but I appreciate you coming on. I know it, it, these conversations are not always hard, and you you've done it before. But either way, like I'm always wanna always like thank you, uh, thank our guests for coming on because it can be a lot. Like despite how many times you talk about it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So and everyone has different um triggers. So I appreciate you just being honest about it, man. And just continue to let excel. Like, it sounds like you're you're doing you're doing good. Um, maybe with the graduation and just getting through life and you know and I know like sometimes things may get tough as it does with grief because there's no like just like one it doesn't go one direction and sometimes it can hit you out of nowhere just it's inconvenient you know what I mean so you know however you're dealing with it just keep just keep doing what you're what you're doing man um this is a this is a late intro but um for those listening and watching we had this we've got Tenny um on the podcast that's it that's it right Tenny yeah yeah okay I said it right yeah like um for I I was thinking it was Af- what well, is African name I thought you were African but we, we cleared it up so um, it's all good but um yeah where can people like find you if they want to like reach out or anything like that so like just like, plug any of your like socials and things like that um so on Instagram it's Voiceless Thoughts Hub so you can find me on Instagram there I've got a page that kind of talks about my trauma and what's going on in my mind and just an open space for everyone else to kind of come together and share so yeah good and you can find us well on major major platforms apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, on instagram thinking out of pod underscore subscribe to the channel give tenny a follow as well um what else, can, what else can i plug and um yeah and just keep on watching keep on following all things about grief because as i said like i feel like it's a it's an important thing now and I think we're getting to that point where like it's becoming a bit more normal now. Do you know what I mean? Because um the whole, the past year alone has has taught us that grief is like can happen out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, man. Um, but other than that, I think that's I think that's that's our time. We're definitely over time, but it's <laughs> you know it doesn't even doesn't even matter. But um, thank you, man. No problem. Thanks for having me.